everyone. My name is Maria Thomas, and I work for Allianz Research, the global team of economists, strategists, sector advisors, and foresight experts of the Allianz Group, led by Ludovic Subron. Welcome to Tomorrow, a podcast where we'll be talking about our latest analyses of economic and capital market developments, as well as our views on trends affecting risk management. Let's get started. Before COVID-19, inflation across developed economies was stuck at a low level, especially in the Eurozone. But now everybody seems to be talking about the risk of inflation as the economic recovery kicks in, finally unleashing all that pent-up demand. Will the pandemic really mark the end of the low inflation era? In this episode, I speak with our chief economist Ludovic Subron about what to expect from inflation in 2021 and beyond. Hello, Ludovic. Hello, Maria. Welcome to the podcast. The risk of inflation seems to be everyone's biggest concern at the moment. Is this something you think we should be worried about in the recovery process? I I don't necessarily think we should be worried about it because we've been expecting and waiting for inflation for some time, right? Remember, we were trapped in this deflationary situation before the crisis. So finally, when inflation is around the corner, then everybody gets a bit antsy. Uh, what, what I think is sure is, is, is yeah, the, the, the lockdown economics are creating some mismatch between supply and demand. And so this is creating a bit of, you know, overshooting of inflation. We see that particularly in the U.S., uh, but we see that also in some emerging markets. And we start to see that a little bit in Europe. The, the, what people should be really focused on is what are the drivers behind these uh, inflationary trends and are they supposed to last, right? Can can the situation get a bit out of control and inflation Mm -hmm. becoming a tax on middle class? I don't think we're there, but for sure markets have um, looked at the inflation data and especially, you know, some base effects because the economy was just closed a year ago from now. So you have some natural base effects, right? And they Mm -hmm. they take that as, you know, a, a sign that there could be some price acceleration because it goes on top of the major uh, policy uh, interventions that were done by central banks and governments across the world. And also this idea that after having saved some money for quite some time, you're ready to spend, right? Mm-hmm. We are a bit less worried at Allianz, but but it's true that these, um, these uh, supply bottlenecks are starting to indebt a bit companies, especially when you look at shortages on semiconductor and chips and, you know, this input pricing issue is, is, a, is, is something, um, mm-hmm. especially in the emerging markets where on top of that, you have some depreciation of the, of currencies. And then the other thing is, of course, there is additional demand in some sectors that were confined like services, right? So you may expect some of these companies to use some of their pricing power in the short run. And so inflation can actually be a bit surprising on the upside over the next months. Okay. And uh, can you tell us a little bit more in detail about these COVID-19 wildcards with re- with regard to inflation? Well, you know, as, as I just said, the um, supply issues and demand issues are the one that, you know, are driving inflation in the short run, right? And so there are bottlenecks in containers. Um, there are, um, you know, some, some sectors that are reopening and maybe trying to increase pricing a little bit. Um, so, so these are, I would say, normal, you know, price setting mechanisms and there will be a bit of overshoot in 2021 all the way in 2022. The big question that people have to ask themselves are the unnatural, the the atypical drivers of inflation. One Mm -hmm. is monetary inflation because of the record amount of liquidity injected 
in the economy from central banks, but also the record level of support to companies and uh, households from governments. And the question is whether we could see monetary inflation, right? So, so whether this amount of money that was injected could create, you know, inflation. We don't see that right now happening because the velocity of money, which is the speed at which the money circulates, is still at record low level. Right. But this is a this is a risk that, of course, is is important because these questions whether central banks are capable to tame inflation risk should there be an inflation risk, right? So the idea that they could have time to exit from accommodating monetary policy and increase interest rates or, or stop quantitative easing, you know, injecting liquidity from the balance sheet, mm-hmm. do they have time to do that so that we don't have? you know, inflation that sticks, right? And and we are quite confident right now on this because, again, we don't see this liquidity injection translating into um, into a monetary inflation. And the second uh, thing that people should have there, you know, should monitor is wage, uh, wage growth, right? Okay. This risk that higher prices leads to demand for higher wages that in turn lead to higher prices, right? And again, mm-hmm. right now, we don't see that as a material risk just because there is substantial slack in the job market, especially in Europe, but also in the US where there is underemployment, right? So mm-hmm. right now, those two drivers, so monetary policy and, and liquidity injection and wage setting, price setting loops are not activated to a point that we should be worried about inflation switching regime in the midterm to something substantially higher without policymakers able to tame it, I would say, before it starts creating recessionary condition, this so-called stagflation, which is the junction of higher pricing, higher prices and uh, a recession. Okay. And so how does that uh, translate for your inflation outlook for the year ahead and beyond? Can you give us a sense of what you're expecting? So, you know, with the great reopening ahead of us, you know, all the economies reopening, we expect inflation to be in the tune of 3-4% in the US, right? And to be mm-hmm. in the tune of 2% in uh, Europe, right? So it's substantial if you think about the level of inflation, especially in Europe, we had before the crisis. Um, and we keep that, you know, we, we think, for example, in Europe, we could be at 1.6, 1.8, but we could actually be around 2% in the third quarter because of some base effects of um, some uh, VAT reduction that happened, for example in Germany last year. Um, The the idea about the short-term forecast is that inflation overshoot, this this inflation being slightly above target, could actually stay with us for quite some time because of commodity prices, right? Because a Mm -hmm. lot of this headline inflation comes from commodity prices, which comes from the supply bottlenecks I mentioned before. But this is not the type of inflation that should trigger any type of policy reaction, right? Because this is not core inflation. This is not really um, this this inflation you're trying to measure without the volatile component of it. So we we see this inflation, but we still continue to think that core inflation, so inflation without energy prices, agricultural prices, should still be in check. But till 2022, we're going to have certain inflation in the in the headline. And, and what is interesting is in the midterm, we don't think yet we're going to go to a higher regime of inflation. We think some of the drivers behind lower inflation are still around around us, you know, with us, mm-hmm. um, meaning demography and, and certainly to a certain extent climate change and, um, you know, but, but also the idea of globalization still being a, a price dampener in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, in some areas, in some, um, you know, sectors, geographies, we could be a bit surprised um, because of the unprecedented policies. So we, we have to keep being humble a little bit about what this means um, for, for the future because they, you know, for now, we don't think we are back to the inflation um, that we've seen in the 1970s. 
But of course, you know, this this is an area where uh, policymakers, companies, investors have to keep on uh, monitoring. Thank you very much, Ludovic. Thank you very much, Maria. Thank you so much for listening. You can find the full report we just spoke about on our website. We'll leave a link in the show notes. If you'd like to discover more of our research, you can also follow the Ludonomics newsletter on LinkedIn. We'll leave a link down below for that too. If you like the podcast, please send it to any of your friends who might like it too. And leave us a rating and a review. We'd love to hear your feedback. In the meantime, stay tuned for the next episode.